another exciting episode of the Blue Collar Syndicate Show. I got my G Fuel. Albert, how you doing? Good. I okay. ran out of Go Fast. I have a Keystone Light. <laughs> Classy over here. Keystone. Keystone. You know why I started buying Keystone Light? Because of the commercials? No. I worked with a guy who used to work at Coors, and he told me when they switched from the Coors Light to the Keystone mixture, they actually run like two more batches of the Coors mixture, because you have to run Coors all the way out and go full Keystone. Once they go full Keystone, they have to like deep clean the whole system before they start making Coors Light again. So So it's a cleaner beer. No. So what he was saying is uh, Keystone, you have like a like a 50% chance half of your Keystones are actually just Coors Light in a Keystone can. And it's $5 cheaper. <laughs> oh. I not- actually have grown to like Keystone, to be honest. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I I'm know. not having any. I don't blame you. <laughs> you just hit, you had a big milestone lately, didn't you? I did. I did. I had two years sober a few days ago. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Um good i guess i mean it's a it's a milestone you know no i've done two years of it so does it hit a point where it doesn't like feel as important or does it hit a point where you're like oh it's only been two years like where do you fall do you feel like "Eh, i've already hit i mean to me it's a big deal okay um i'm sure everyone feels different i know a gentleman that's that doesn't doesn't drink for a completely different reason which I mean, it, it all it all falls on the person. But me, me, I was like, you know, it's kind of rewarding knowing I've done this for two years, and I'll I'll keep doing it. But it's like, meh. I'm sure some people like at the beginning, a few a few years in, they're like, it always brings back the reason like why I quit, and it's like that kind of sucks for the reason why I quit. But you know, I've a lot of progress and a lot of good things have happened while quitting, so it's very rewarding in the same sense. Yeah, I've just heard uh, like on podcasts or books or whatever i've just i've heard two different opinions on sobriety milestones Mm -hmm. where some people are i'm still an addict i'm always going to be an addict i'm in recovery i'm in recovery is a life process and i've heard some other guys that say you're just creating uh how do i say this like uh like some people are like it's a big thing to hit one year, two year, three year, 10 years, all this stuff. And I've heard another group of people that say like, it's just the thing. You're just building success out of nothing. Like it is, it's just like, it is what it is type of thing. Like I, like I've heard guys that say, it's not that I, I don't walk around saying I, I haven't drank for 10 years. It's just, I say, I don't drink. Yeah. It's not to them. Some people, it seems like it's not a big accomplishment anymore. Like it's, like I heard one guy, he was he was kind of against the people that are always like, you know, one year, two year, ten year, twenty year, and those people that are always like recoveries forever. You're always an addict. You're never not an addict. And he was arguing that point, just saying like he 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 came from a position where he felt like like the the thirty days, the sixty days, the ninety days is all important. Like it's important, but he's like after you hit like. There's a mental thing that happens at some point during sobriety where you're not, you're just not an addict anymore. Yeah. So he's like, at that point, you should quit advertising it. 
No, I, I agree with that, and I'm sure I'll get that way one one time. But yeah, the I agree with the first you know thirty, sixty, ninety days because that's what everyone that I've talked to. I tell them I call it the trial period. The first ninety days is really going to make or break you because you have to start dealing with you know all the shit that you were drinking for. Yeah, you know that was his thing. Is he was like that's that's when it's hard. Yeah, but he's all when you're five years in, it's it's not really. He was claiming it's not hard anymore. It's you, it just is. That's how the the other gentleman that's been uh, quit drinking a lot longer than I have because I I reached out to him and was like, what do you do for hard days? Like, what do you do? Like, are, do you have days where you just like want to go get fucked up and shit like that? And he's like, no, not really anymore. Um, I was like, well, do you go to meetings? Do you do anything like that? No, not really. And I I I'm not one to talk to you know say his reasons why, but. And you're like, where we live, there's nowhere to, to go to a meeting. Yeah. And things like that. Like, they don't do them like in Fort Lupton or Brighton or mm-hmm. nothing? Well, there's one in Brighton, but oh, so, okay. in Brighton, but, because I've looked it up, and it's like, well, you can only do them in the evening, and it's like, do I want to drive 30 minutes to go have a meeting for an hour and things like that? But I'm, I'm just grateful because I can, I don't think that I'd be doing the things I do today if I kept drinking. Because I feel like, after looking back at it, I drank a lot and it held me back a lot. I don't think I could have a brand. I can, I, I could probably podcast, but I can't be as open as I am today. That makes sense. Like there's conversations I've had with Stacy, you know, clear minded as shit. And I wouldn't, I would be very hesitant having those a couple years ago. I guess. And I'm sure if you, in five, 10 years, I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I just don't drink. Yeah. That, that was kind of his thing is he's like, I, he, he was, Kind of saying people, some, maybe not all, but he feels like a majority of people who clutch onto this sobriety journey past, past whenever that mindset clicks that it's not that I'm sober, it's that I just don't drink or I just don't do drugs or whatever it is that you're staying away from. He said, after you cross that, that bridge and it might take a year, it might take five, but eventually you're going to cross it. And once you cross it, if you're still advertising it, you're kind of just wanting attention for it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's its own kind of attention addiction that he was like, he thinks is negative because he was just talking about like, he made a funny analogy that the person he was conversating with that disagreed with him, he was like, if I lose 20 pounds, how long am I supposed to advertise I lost 20 pounds? Yeah. 10 years, five years, two days. Because he's like... Wouldn't you think it's pretty pathetic if a dude came up to you and said, "Back in 1984, I lost 20 pounds"? Like it, it's like the people that say, "I my mex, I used to be able to bench press a lot in high school." Yeah, you're holding on. That to the was older exactly days. his yeah. thing. Was he was like at a point that becomes its own problem, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe it's not if you're still really struggling with it, but he goes, he feels like a lot of people are just they want attention for it. Like, look at this thing I did. It's like cool. I mean, at a point, it becomes a thing you should really only talk about if you're asked. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I'm about to compare it to like people that are like vegetarian. Yeah, they 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 that just, meme of that dude with the veins popping out. And he's like a vegetarian who hasn't told anyone they're a vegetarian <laughs> for four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't go around advertising, and you know it's cool. If you want to ask me if I want to have a drink, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And then if you ask why, I'm like, I just don't drink. Yeah. I, I don't do it anymore. So what you're saying is you're still kind of in the phase of like I've accomplished this thing. It's great. It's allowing me to expand my life to all these different things, but. Maybe you haven't crossed that bridge he's talking about yet. Yeah, maybe like not. Like you're not ready to just say, I just don't drink. I, I, I mean, you say it. I, I, I do tell people and there's, there's, I've had times where 
I've definitely wanted to drink and I've, you know, I've, man, maybe I should go to Brighton and go to a meeting. Cause I, the only time I've been to a meeting was in Florida at the four day metal fe- festival I go to. Cause they, they had a tent set up for people that were sober. Cause I mean, when you go to a concert, you want to, you want to drink and have fun. Yeah. You're the minority at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I would always do at concerts. So I was like, well, I'm surrounded by nothing but alcohol. So it was, I was like, well, let me go hang out with these people and see what happens. And it was a great time to just sit out, sit around, you know, for 30 minutes and talk about it. But I don't go to like AA or anything like that. There was one gentleman that I gave me his phone number if I needed to chat. And I texted him one night and I never even read the full message because, you know, on iPhone, you can go to your messages and you can see like the first line or two. Yeah. And it, the first, in, in big letters, it said, you need a sponsor. I was like, cool, I'm not interested anymore. I was like, I'm not here looking for AA. I'm not looking for a sponsor. I'm looking for someone just to fucking chat with. Yeah. I feel and like uh, that's kind of where, like, if you need AA, that's cool. Do it for you. But sometimes I just, you, people need someone to chat with. Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably one of those things where a lot of people feel like their solution is the solution mm-hmm. when it's, there's probably more than one. Yeah. And just like, I guess I would say there's more than one way to drink. So there's probably more than one way to stop drinking because you can drink like you did, which was, you know, an 18 case fucking every night. There's, mm-hmm. you can drink the way I do, which is 90% casual, 10% too much. You can drink 50, 50, you can drink one glass of wine every year. Like, yeah, there's all kinds of ways to do it. So I would assume just as equally, there's all kinds of ways to make drinking not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I started reading last year in one of Gary John Bishop's books, he made the comparison, you know, people say I'm a procrastinator. He's like, no, you're not a a procrastinator because that's an action that you do. He's like, you would procrastinate your entire life if that's what you are. You are currently procrastinating right now. That's kind of how I think about, you know, people say, hi, I'm John and I'm an addict or I'm an alcoholic. Like, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. I was two years ago. I'm not today. Yeah. That's what that guy's point was, is he's like, there's a point. There is a time limit. Now, for everybody, he was saying there's a different time limit. Mm -hmm. It's not universal 100 days. Like for one guy, it might be 100 days. For another guy, it might be 500 days, whatever it is. But there is a time limit where at a point you're mentioning it because you want attention for an accomplishment. Because like you were saying, like you're not an alcoholic. You haven't drank for two years. But there's people who say that and they say they've been sober 25 they, years. They haven't had pills for 15 years, but, yeah. but they still say I'm a pill head. Yeah, I'm an addict. I, I, I get it, but that's just not my thought process. I was an alcoholic. I'm not today. And I don't plan on being an alcoholic, so I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. I, can't, I can't live in the past. You, you, when you take baggage with you, it doesn't do anything but drag you down. It's a good way to put it. So, I'm John, I'm sober, and I enjoy GoFast coffee and water. And a G Fuel, in case I don't have GoFast. <laughs> <G-Fuel pack. laughs> the hype sauce flavor. I'm still on the rainbow, rainbow unicorn bang. Bangs are okay. Dude, they are very carbonated, and I burp a fuckload with them. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I haven't really noticed that. Hmm. But that's that's what they do for me. I'll just sip on my fucking G Fuel. I kind of like them all. There's not too many I don't like. They Pretty are much, very extreme flavors. Yeah, there's some that I'm like, I don't even try because it's such goofy ass flavors. Like I've seen like <laughs> Chips Ahoy, and I'm like, that can't taste good. What cookies in a can? It's Ugh. almost like all the different like vaping, all the different flavors oh, for God. that. 
vaping i remember when i would vape and i would go to the store and to get new flavors and stuff Fucking like that juice yeah juice you just have the shelf i was like oh i don't it's like wine what, what wine do i want today to puff on <laughs> hey there's a good mini subject we could talk about since we're we're just doing an episode of shit and shenanigans what's that tobacco I, f- I feel like tobacco is probably the most commonly used substance amongst blue collar people you know what's really weird i've noticed that since i don't smoke anymore it's very rare that i see people smoking i don't notice it as much i notice it way more i i don't see, I, I notice it a lot in in europe but I, here I, no like i've noticed like down in like texas and louisiana so many people smoke really yeah interesting i've noticed it like i've noticed the amount of smoke i don't give a shit like honestly if smoking wasn't bad for my health i'd still do it i didn't hate it oh yeah but no it, it's a goes back i guess to, when you mention it in, in texas in my on the neighborhood i lived on there was one two at least four three or four people that smoked and when i would drink i would smoke with them yeah so yeah it's a common thing drinking and smoking go hand in hand oh yeah no uh so it's always a subject that's pissed me off ever since i was a smoker because I smoked for 12 years, maybe 15 till I was 27, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I mean, that's another thing. You don't hear people running around saying, hi, I'm a smoker, <laughs> but I haven't smoked in three years. Hi, my name's, my name's Albert and I quit smoking seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the tobacco thing has always pissed me off. Especially when vaping came out, because everybody thought vaping was so fucking good for them. And granted, I'm just like, dude, the thing has antifreeze in it. But there's probably nothing in this world that's good for you too much. Uh, I'm Googling it now. It has glycol in it. It's the same shit they use to defrost airplanes and make antifreeze not freeze. Myth, uh, so I Googled, does vape juice have antifreeze in it? Myth number one, does e-liquid contain toxic antifreeze? One of the main rumors that has been swirling around the e-cig world is the belief that the that e-liquid contains toxic antifreeze. This is not true, at least not the toxic claim. Well, that told me literally fuck nothing. It's because it's written by someone who's pro-vape. It has. Gly- it was written in 2014. That's why. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it has glycol in it. I mean, I don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how much that shit actually affects your health. It's just one of those things. I've always been a firm believer. Anything too much of anything is probably bad for you. Yeah, like, I mean, like water. Exactly. Too much water, you can drown. Exactly. Um, no, what's, a, what's always bothered me is, you know, they pass laws like all my dip cans now say, you know, smokeless tobacco is addictive. This is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. And I'm like, that can't be true. So I remember when I smoked being younger, I always told myself I would much rather have lung cancer and die from smoking than not have half a face yes yeah that's what everyone says but there's actually quite a few people who have fact-checked the whole anti-cigarette people and claim there is nobody ever missing half a face from chew oh really yeah unless there's like that one person that's what they're saying is they'll take a one percent of example and blow it up like it's common, and it's way less common. Mr. Seatbelt, I know a guy. Yeah, Mr. Seatbelt, I know a guy. Exa- same, same theory. And I, 
I have to find it again. I can't remember if I was listening to it in a book or a podcast, but there is a guy who I think worked out of a college in one of the Carolinas. And he was actually putting together a lawsuit against, what was it? Who were the big anti-smokers? Like truth.org or something? Yeah, truth and dare. Um, He's putting a big lawsuit against them because for false advertising. Because according to him, there is a lot of scientific evidence that says snus and smokeless tobacco is in fact safer than smoking. He Basically, he made this analogy that he's like, if you could get every smoker to quit smoking and either choose smokeless tobacco or snus, like snus is even less harmful apparently. Because apparently the amount of people... Which ones? Remind me what snus is. Snus is like the pouches. Oh, okay. Like the camel snus, those little flavor pouches. Oh, that come in little tins? Yeah. Okay. Because apparently in Europe, massive amounts of people use that. And he goes, if what they say here in America was true, you would see this amount percentage of cancer and all this in Europe and it's not there. It's non-existent. Okay. So he was saying, basically false advertising. He was saying he would rather every smoker start chewing Copenhagen because you are like 20 to 50 times less likely to get cancer from smokeless tobacco as you are smoking. So he's like, if you could get every smoker to quit smoking and chew, you would save like 100,000 lives a year. So he goes, he's he's like, he's his, and I agree because I used to think this, He's all, they're making people keep smoking because they're not willing to give up nicotine and they'll just say, I'm going to die anyway, which is how I was for a long time as a smoker. I was like, whatever it is, what it is. So my dad is. Yeah. Like people don't give a fuck. I'm going to smoke. And that was his whole point is like, if you actually gave them real proof or real statistics, you could save lives. You're choosing not to by making up lies because he goes like, maybe the addictive part is true because nicotine is nicotine no matter how you get it. But he was like, yeah, this fucking, this bullshit about chew and all the, and snus not being a safe alternative is a blatant fucking lie. And this, this curiosity about tobacco and how bad is it really, it started with me when I was a smoker. So I was always, I smoked camels. Um, camel wides. Camel wides for many years. And then I bounced around a little bit between Paul Malls and American Spirits and then camels again before I quit. I, I've Googled two different things, what's safer or worse, and they, they don't give you no. an answer. I, I, so I dived down the rabbit hole and did a bunch of research, and it's all just, it's all bad. It's all fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And it's like... Which one's the lesser evil? Exactly. And when I was a smoker, that's what I always bitched to my wife. I'd be like, you know, if they came out and told me Marble Reds were 10% less harmful than camels, I would smoke Marble Reds. Yeah. I don't like the taste. They taste like fucking burning shit, but... They're rough. <laughs> they're rough i like Those, my, that was my that was my smoke yeah i like camels more but anyway my whole point was you can't tell me they're exactly the same bad for you there's mm. got to be a cigarette that is less i even did like i went down i went down the whole hand rolling my own for a while did all that shit and i'm like there's got to be a lesser evil there's always a left lesser evil it's like uh soda versus beer there's a lesser evil as far as calories and sugar content. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a whole different problem about how you act when you're intoxicated. Yeah, bodily impairment. Yeah, but the fact is the carbs in beer are less harmful than the amount of sugar in one fucking Coca-Cola. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Um, now, 
that's just from a sugar kind of content. Obviously, when you start talking alcohol, liver damage, it might change. But I would get, I would, I would go back to that old analogy. You'll see eighty-year-old alcoholics. You won't see eighty-year-old six hundred-pound people. No. So something obvious. That's a good point. Something is obviously. You don't see fat as fuck old people. No. So that's what I'm saying. Something's obviously less worse than something else. Yeah. So I, I was always mad about cigarettes. So it's like, just tell me what the less worse one is, and I'll go there. And I started chewing. I actually went completely nicotine-free for maybe a year or two, but I just had... I used it. It was my coping mechanism for such a long fucking time. And over that year or two that I wasn't using anything, I reverted back to fucking, you know, working on a car. Something pissed me off. I throw a fucking wrench or I hit something with a hammer or fucking punch it. You just need a body bag so you can just lay out on it. I needed something to slow down because like, for example, working on cars, when something pissed me off or frustrated me, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette and think about this for five minutes. That was my thing. And then when I didn't have that, I just, I threw fucking fits like a fucking baby. And so then I went using fake chew for a while. I didn't, I couldn't, I found one I liked, but they kept like changing however they made it. And it felt like it was just sugar in my mouth. And eventually I went back to just chewing normal typical chew and that's where i'm gonna stay probably for a very long time but it's just one of those things where it's like if you really want to save lives like that guy was saying if if smokeless tobacco really is safer then we should be encouraging that his whole point was obviously none of it is the best Mm -hmm. but there is a pecking order on what's the worst to what's the best there's a it's not it's not one or two it's like smoking's worse fucking you know typical long cut chew might be second worse snus is third worse and then the the least worse is nothing yeah so he's like we should be honest about that because you could save fucking lives and i was like but i believe that in the same sense why would you want to take away money from them from who from one health organizations because now they get money to treat it and then then you're taking money away from the cigarette companies and they own a lot of stuff. I think he went into it a little bit about how much money the anti-tobacco people make. And he was like... No, no, not, not, not anti. Like, if, you're, if you try to make this list and, you know, promote the safer route, you're taking money away from the big corporations and they don't want that to happen. They don't give a fuck because the same companies that own half of the fucking chew own... Ha- There's like three big tobacco companies that own everything. They're all getting oh, your money. Okay. His whole... I mean... I think RJ Reynolds bought like Jewel or one of the big e-cig people for a while there. His whole point was, is what people don't see is like that truth.org or whatever that he's always run the anti fucking tobacco commercials. Mm-hmm. It ain't free to make a commercial. It's kind of like how we talk about homeless people getting fixed, getting paid massive amounts of money to fight the homeless problem. That was the tobacco thing because people are donating to this. They're getting government grants. There's a m- business model behind being anti tobacco. So this whole thing is they don't want a safe alternative because it gives them less credibility, less money. Okay. And I was like, makes fucking sense because we all know everything in the world revolves around money. There's a money troll to everything. Yeah. And it's like, I just sided with him. It's like, give me the lesser two evils. I'll go there. And maybe one day I'll go to zero again. Mm. Maybe I won't. Who knows? You know, did you ever try the coffee pouches, grinds? Yeah, I hated them. Oh, you don't like them? No. That's what I use when I was I, putting. Sometimes chewing. I don't like them. They just didn't do it. They just didn't. 
do it for me. I remember because well, I was still drinking and I was really determined on not chewing or smoking mm-hmm. one night at the bar and I had like four of them in my fucking mouth and my mouth just dripping with <laughs> coffee coming out of yeah. my mouth. It's not that they're bad. They just, they just don't, they don't click that itch for me. Yeah. They don't take care of it. But it is one of those things I was like, once again, the most people affected by, by this are middle class, blue collar and poor people. Mm-hmm. So if you really gave a fuck about us, why don't you give us the lesser two evils and start letting us make our own decisions and just let us nudge us in the right direction? Because otherwise we're going to end up here, you know, in Colorado, they've put like $7 minimums on tobacco products. They've put all these stupid fucking pictures and warning labels. It doesn't stop me from fucking buying it. Mm -mm. All it did was fund them to make a campaign to make tobacco companies put all this shit on there. And it makes them richer because now we're spending more money. It makes everybody richer because the tobacco company's still getting my money and they're still getting their funding because people are still using tobacco. So they're always going to their donor saying, hey, we need money to fight tobacco use. People Mm -hmm. are still using it. It's just a big fucking circle jerk. And it's like, all I want is to know which one is the worst for me. And I'm going to try to stay away from that. One. Yeah. I can agree that smoking, smoking is the worst. Yeah. Well, that was his point. But he goes, when you go to these truth.orgs, it's all bad for you. It's, yeah, all, every, it's all the worst. I, I Googled, it's like, like I said, I Googled. It can't all be the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, I scrolled and there was nothing that said one was better than the other. It just said they're both equally bad. Oh, yeah. Like back when I was a smoker, I used to do that. Like, are American spirits really better for you? Because they were fucking expensive, so I'm trying to justify not smoking them, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, you're going through all this shit, and everyone's like, "Nope." End of story. It's all the worst. You're all a piece of shit for using their products. It's like, just like there can't be more than one winner in a foot race. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me there's more than one loser. There's always a last place. There's always a first place. So just tell me what order they're in. Yeah, if you're not first, you're last. And I think if they really did give a shit, they would do that. They would tell people, like, like that guy's argument, you know get fucking one in 10 smokers to use chew instead of smoking and you're going to save a hundred thousand people a year. And he was like, if you go over to the UK and Europe, look at their cancer stats. They disprove everything. These American commercials and fucking anti-smokers, anti-tobacco people put out. Cause they say, you know, you're going to, your jaw's going to fall off because never seen that in Europe. Dude, it's wild. So we're talking about Europe, like over there, there's not very many, like even fat people. Well, yeah. They walk everywhere and they eat a lot healthier. Well, they walk and they eat better. And just from what I heard, like the quality of the shit they make their food with is just that much better. Yeah. Because when we, so we start, when we went to Europe, we started in France, right? In Paris. And I noticed, you know, we Ubered everywhere and we did a fuckload of walking. So one, there's stairs everywhere. We Airbnb'd in a room, in a building, and our room was six floors up and there was no elevator. So oh, that's, no. that's six floors twice a day no minimum when you leave and when you come back and then all the places you go to you're walking up and down stairs and if you're not ubering you're walking and i saw one gym out of the four or five days we were there just driving around but i mean the way people eat very well they eat very clean and their portions are a lot smaller they're a lot more a lot more well managed compared to like going to texas roadhouse and you get this giant fucking plate and all these sides Oh, fuck you. Texas Roadhouse is such a ripoff. Well, that was just a place because Texas Roadhouse is fucking good. It's good, but you ever see that video of that guy who gets like the 12 ounce steak and he pulls out his fucking weed scale and sets the steak on Yeah, there? there's it's eight like, ounces. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, you motherfuckers. And yeah. Then, have well, you seen the people measure their subway, their foot long? It's 11 inches. Where's my inch, yeah. motherfucker? It's probably 12 inches before they, or 12 <laughs> ounces before they cook it. Yeah. 
but i mean they eat so much better over there yeah i mean they, they do things their lifestyle over there is completely different than here there's so much little things people can do just to get a little better it's like i've always preached the whole fucking organic foods i know there's a lot of controversy around the organic is it good is it not is it bullshit is it not all i know is i've noticed a difference now is it a difference to make me not gain weight if i'm fucking still eating 64 fucking 100 calories a day probably not but there there is a difference Mm -hmm. and there's a there's a value to just all those little things like just buying the the higher quality little thing at the store like i say i don't go to fucking whole foods i don't go to farmer market i go to fucking king supers and if there's cheerios and organic cheerios i just buy the organic ones you know and that shit adds up i was recently listening to a podcast where they were talking about like have you ever noticed like antsy people who tap their foot all day it seems stupid but the guy was like have you ever seen a fat person who does that and then they did Mm -hmm. like a study and they say that you know those people who just sit there and tap their foot like this they can burn up to 1800 calories a day really yeah now, granted, his whole point. I guess was, it's a good thing that I'm a fidgety person. I'm always moving. He, that's what he was saying. Is it's like, now, granted, most people like me, I'm not going to be like, like I'm not a fidgety person, so I'd have to consciously do that. And mm-hmm. is that going to solve all my fucking problems? Probably not. But you, as, you need to get, you need to start listening to some music while you're driving. Just get into it and start air drumming and move your whole body. Yeah, maybe. Be be a little bit more animated. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I just. I just need to do better to be honest, but no, there's, I don't know. It's just all that little shit bugs me. The tobacco thing, like just tell me what's the better tobacco, the fucking, um, the sugar thing or the, the whole diet thing in general, like just be fucking honest and say your whole food pyramid is bullshit and it was paid for by the sugar industry and quit fucking pushing it upon fucking people, Mm -hmm. you know, tell them what's actually good for them. I, I I adopted. Well, we are. I'm looking into like the carnivore diet you saw on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because I mean, you you can make your own diets for yourself. I yeah. mean, because like I said, I googled different um, dinner plates and breakfast plates and different meals of like from the carnivore diet, just to add to our knowledge of different things we can make and healthier alternatives. Like we still eat, you know, bread and vegetables and things like that. But it's like I made a meat meat pizza it was all everything was meat you know eggs pork ham all that shit and beef looked disgusting it didn't taste the best i I can definitely do better but i mean i felt the difference in eating that like my the the fullness i felt was a lot better than just a normal lunch i would eat where i would keep eating no i i noticed a lot when i did the carnivore diet if i was home all the time and i could afford it i would do that I would probably live on that diet a lot. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, it's one of those things where there's, there's so much little shit people can do. I mean, it's kind of like the lesser of two, lesser of evils with the tobacco thing I was talking about. I do stupid shit. Like when I eat cereal, I use almond milk. Show me the tit on an almond. Exactly. Do I think almond milk is better than fucking cow milk? Fuck no. Cow milk is way better. Oh yeah. And I told my buddy one time, I do it literally for calorie count. It's literally just lower calories and it's, it's it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't taste great. You know, it's bland as fuck, kind of. Well, I get the vanilla almond milk, so everything's got a hint of vanilla. <laughs> but I told my buddy one time and 
I remember he told me later, he's like, I tried that all milk shit. It's fucking gross. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I fucking drink a glass of it. It's disgusting. He's like, I don't drink it, dude. I just use it for cereal. It's just a subtle difference. It's a fucking like 400 calorie difference if you're eating a decent sized bowl of cereal. Okay. between. It's just a calorie thing. It had nothing to do with nutrition, nothing to do with flavor. It's just me trying to find a little sacrifice I can make to help with my calorie count. Um, it's the same shit with like, I don't know. There's a lot of little things you can try and you don't have to die on those hills. Like cauliflower pizza. So many people get so judgy about that. I don't fucking mind it. It's cauliflower good. pizza. Yeah. The mean? crust is made out of cauliflower. Oh, it's like the difference between rice and cauliflower rice. I guess. I don't know. It's fucking good. But okay. people are always like, fuck dude, I'm a real pizza. It's like, dude, it's still cheese and meat sauce goodness. And the crust just tastes like thin crust pizza to me. Yeah. With all those, without all those the empty bi- carbs. The big difference is the carb count and they're like half as much calories. Yeah. So it's like, I, I tell people, just try it. It's not fucking bad. It's What's the worst? You're going to spit it out out of disgust? Probably not. Like most people who try uh, mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes, fucking love it. Okay. Like mashed cauliflower is good. Like you season it and do whatever you do just like you want to do your mashed potatoes. It's fucking good. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm right. not saying it's better or more American or anything. I still love mashed potatoes. I've said it many times. I could live on a potato only diet. I remember at my wedding, you loved my, the mashed potatoes we had. You said that, oh, those yeah. are the best potatoes you ever had. Dude, there's been a few things involved with you and food that are the best. The fucking mashed potatoes at your wedding and your dad's fucking cook at your fucking bachelor bachelorette party thing. The pulled pork he made. Mm, I don't know. At the Legion, the party you had before the dinner. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Your dad fucking cooked and it was the Yeah, my dad's a great cook. Yeah, it was the best shit fucking ever. I was all drunk, talked to him for like 20 minutes about his recipe. (laughs) So everyone that's listening, since we're talking about my dad's (laughs) cooking, everyone that's listening, I've been trying, I've been telling my dad for years, he needs to make a cookbook because he's got cabinets full of recipes that he's made, his his dad has made, and he's just got handwritten recipes and he can make many, many cookbooks. And I've told him, you need to make a cookbook or you need to sell your stuff. You know, you, you need to, he needs to do it but he won't ever listen to me. Right. So we need people to tell him, Kevin, make a fucking cookbook. Yeah, dude. Your dad is a phenomenal cook. That yeah. was the best. It was pulled pork, no? He had like three different kinds too. Oh, dude, like his green chili is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, he had green chili there too. Dude, the and green then he, chili, had, oh. he had a... It takes like three or four days to make, but it's delicious. He had like uh, like a... I want to say he had like a garlic something pork. Okay. Barbecue. He had like three different kinds and they were all so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I need you to come cook for me. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, if he made a cookbook, dude, it'd be fucking tits. Yeah. Your dad's a great cook. And the fact that it's like five years later and I still remember it. Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad's cooking something you'll never forget. Yeah. My dad, my dad's, you know, it's like a, when you're kids, my dad could beat up your dad. My dad's a better cook than your dad. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> Dad's always had some dads. My my dad, I wouldn't say he's a great cook, but he had these like surprise things. Like he can make donuts in the oven. Ooh! Like I just remember go. being a little kid and coming out, and there's like these fucking donuts. And you're like, what the fuck is this? I made these. Or his homemade pizza was always pretty good. Granted, he only did that like once every two years, but it's like surprise. I can make something good. <laughs> 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 yeah, crazy world. I don't know. I. I mean, I think people should learn how to cook more since we're on, you know, on the lesser of evil and things to do better. Not a lot of people cook anymore. My wife is something else. 
<laughs> what is she doing? Is she picking up trash on the side of the road to come home and make junk? Frogs. Really? She bought my kid another frog. A frog. And my kid makes the worst names for animals. He has one frog named Egg Roll. <laughs> and apparently she just brought home another bigger frog. So now you have Egg Roll and Tucker. <laughs> he named his own frog Tucker. Jesus. That's funny. And it's funny too because I was telling him last night, I was like, yeah, I wanted to name you Albert, but your mom told me no. And he's like, why? I don't want your name. And then he goes and names his frog his name. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my two-year-old still won't say a single fucking word. Oh, he, do- he doesn't talk? No. If he's really pissed, he'll yell mom. Interesting. Otherwise, he just points and grunts. I would not talk back to him. You're like, I don't know what you want. Use your words, child. There's a lot of that in my house. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. Use your words. Shut up. <laughs> Ignore him. <laughs> There's a lot of that. He's just, I don't know. I guess he gets his point across and doesn't care to talk yet. I think it's a second kid thing. Because my second, the brother after me, he didn't talk till he's like three. Speaking of that, my brother, he had, he had a speech impediment. So I was the only one that could understand him. So I was like his older brother translator until oh. he was like five. <laughs> That's funny. What, what, what does Sean want? He said he wants pizza. <laughs> Actually, I want that shit. Uh, it, meanwhile, he's like, that's not what I said, fucker. And you're like, shh, shut Bitch, up. we're getting pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the older brother. It overrules you. Be yeah. quiet. Go ahead and snitch. See if anyone can understand you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a second kid thing because he and then I think Haley also didn't talk. She's the second kid. Interesting. We we're, see, like our last episode, we're spending so much money on studies. We just break through in science between you and me, right here. <laughs> second, second children that they don't talk. Yeah, I think it's because they get slightly more neglected than the first kid. Well, you don't have a second child. You have to have a third for him to be the middle. No, he's the second. Just the second though. in general. Yeah. Oh, kid number two. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm, I think it's just a kid number two thing. I think it's because. If I had to guess, second kids get a little more neglected than the first one, and they get more self-sufficient. Because I remember my brother, the one under me, he was like, he would hardly ever talk, but he could go get, like, he'd go get the cup, go get a gallon of milk out of the fridge, make a big mess pouring his own fucking milk, Hmm. he'd climb halfway up the cupboard, be standing on the cupboard doors to get his own cereal. Like, he was self-sufficient. It's almost like he just didn't need to talk. He didn't need the attention. He's like, I can do it all on my own. Yeah, he's like, I'm just doing whatever. And granted, he couldn't. He was always making a mess and being a terrorist, but I don't know. I think Forrest just takes advantage of his fucking good looks. He's got his fucking curly-ass mullet going, and everyone just finds him adorable now. <laughs> like, I don't need to talk. Everyone's giving me attention anyway. I get it without using my word. Right? Just imagine what's ha- what happens when I talk. <laughs> then everybody is really going to listen. Oh, he's going to be like his older brother and never shut up. Oh, God. I always tell Tucker, I'm like, like, he'll just be talking. I'm like, can you stop talking? Why? I have a mouth. <laughs> That's the shit he tells me. Okay, smart ass. You also have an ass I can beat. Yeah. He definitely gets his smart ass shit from his mom. And, and he's extra argumentative like her, too. Like her, huh? Yeah, just like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, anyway. Anything... Anything else you can think of that's like better of two evils that the world doesn't want to tell us? 
No. No. Yeah. I was, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm on. I'm on a blank. I'm. I'm hungry. Yeah. About time to eat. No, there's. I don't know. We can check out my notes real quick. This should just be a live episode at this point. We're all over the place. Yeah. I mentioned in the ending of episode 23, right? 23? No, 24. Okay. Um, that we will be doing live, but I mean, this one's probably going to be coming out afterwards. So check out the live episode. And if you didn't see the live episode, wait for the next one. Yeah. Because we're going to eat spicy food and interview each other. You think you can eat spicier food than me? I can eat it. Can I do it without complaining? Probably not. <laughs> can I do it without complaining? Because I will turn red and I will start sweating my ass off. Yeah. Oh, there was a gas station. I had a bunch of like Amish made spicy shit. Mm-hmm. I should have bought some. I must start keeping an eye out since I know this is coming up. Hmm. Yeah, that's one of the good things about being, able, being on the road. You get to see all the different places. Different foods, food styles, especially Amish food. Oh, yeah. There was a place in Tennessee. Yeah, I was in Tennessee where it was just a big Amish grocery store, big Amish mart. You could get fresh deli food, fresh everything. Dude, that's my- Pickled food and everything. There we go. Now we got something going. That's like my biggest irritation with Colorado. Colorado's so corporate. Yes. When I go, like, okay, so I just took a load up to, uh, not Michigan, because my wife told me to make sure I say it right, Wisconsin. (laughs) Wisconsin. Did you get some cheese? Uh, no, I got some fucking bomb-ass barbecue jalapeno beef sticks. Um. You eat them all? <laughs> yes. God damn it. Of course I did. I'm a fat kid. Um, <laughs> no, so I went up to Wisconsin, and she gets mad because I kind of group Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. They're kind of all the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, in my defense, all the roads are concrete. They all fucking suck to drive on. But what I like when you get up there, like in Wisconsin, Michigan, like when you go to a truck stop, there's very few like chain truck stops. Like there is your loves, your pilot. They have their quick trip is different than our quick trip. Their okay. quick trip is way better, by the way. But um, when you go to most truck stops, they're kind of like mom and pops. Like they're not decrepit or shitty. I mean, some are old as fuck, but some are pretty new. But when you go into their truck stops, they have like their local um, butcher, like how in Hudson we have Hudson Lockers. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you went to Love's and there was like a whole shopping aisle of Hudson Locker products. Out there, that is every gas station and truck stop. You go to like a truck stop out there and you'll see like, you know, grandma's fucking butcher and they'll be at a truck stop, they'll be selling ground beef, ground venison, ground elk, fucking beef sticks, all kinds of Wisconsin fucking the cheese there's like mm-hmm. a bazillion different types of cheese I've bought in some even when you go to the Walmarts up there they have way better cheese selections oh, it's yeah. insane but they have it's like not so corporate it's kind of like Texas is the same way Texas there's a lot of truck stops that are just like I mean they're big they're fancy but they're like there's only one or two of them and they're owned by the same guy and they're they're not corporate they're not commercial Colorado like I've said before everything here is fucking Wendy's, McDonald's, Target, Walmart, King Supers. There's like nothing mom and pop about this state. No. Like you, it's all gone. You can find some of it, but you got to get way outside of Denver. 
Like when I get like I really like Lamar because Lamar is like a town that's big, but it's so far from Denver, it's self-reliant. There's nothing Denver about Lamar. Like I remember I went down there during COVID when all the restaurants were closed. Fucking sheriff and the whole town was all at the same fucking diner just enjoying themselves. Oh yeah. That's I was like, that's what I like. But yeah, I've I've noticed that traveling to some of these states is it's like even the fucking truck stops are better in their own way. You know, that one was a mom and pop, had local everything. Yeah, I do remember because I, I, I left from like West Virginia one time and I had to drive all the way out to North Dakota and I stopped one night in, you know, on, on my journey there, I stopped in somewhere in Wisconsin, I don't remember. But yeah, their truck stops were completely different because you walked in and it's not like walking through a, a Loves or a TA or anything like that. You could, they had that little deli butcher right there in mm-hmm. the center. And you could buy all the different cheeses and all the different things, yeah. you know, that's local to the place. Exactly. And that's, that's what I like about it. <clears throat> You're not going to go to a truck stop there and be like, oh, I want to go buy Old Trapper Jerky. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of Old Trapper Jerky. I don't mind it. But you go out there and you go to uh, like a, a decently populated truck stop outside of one of the major cities, but say it's off a, a highway or something. You're going to go in there and you're going to see, you know, Grandma Smitty's jerky. And you go 50 miles down the road and you're going to see Billy Bob jerky. Deborah Dan. Yeah, you're going to see that local to that area stuff. And I wish Colorado would do more than that. And the fact that you can buy venison and shit is so nice. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah. It's like, they- they're like Texas. Like, their laws about selling meat or game animal are way different than Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the small business, local made in Colorado like you like you do everywhere else. No, it's it makes up like one percent of the economy here, yeah. and in some of them other states, it makes up like thirty. Yeah, especially when everyone's here like support small business and support support local people, but yet you can't even get in the fucking stores. You I can't do anything. I don't blame like people or necessarily stores. I blame just the culture of what the state's become it's like so it's so transient which can be in a good and bad thing but it's like i don't know i blame small businesses too because like here in hudson we have a hardware store it was owned by the same dude for years they sold it to another family who was local to the area not hudson but they owned a a small like i believe it was a roofing company in brighton they're good people nothing wrong with them but you know, they're always trying to use the whole support small business. It's like, yeah, but you close at one o'clock on Saturday. You're not open Sundays. Mm-hmm. Some of well, your, that's what you get when you're a small business and you're family owned. You get to make your own hours. Well, yeah, you get that, but you also get to make me drive all the way to Lowe's and buy my shit there. That's true. Because I'm one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon building a little fucking workbench because I needed something to do. Guess where I'm going to go buy my plywood? I backed you're over not- another fence post and i ran out of concrete (laughs) buy two bags of concrete yeah that's what i'm saying is like i guess from all directions especially in colorado people put their foot in their mouth like the small business like i've made that suggestion to him so many times so you know why i go to lowe's because they're always fucking open Mm -hmm. you guys close at like five when does everyone get home from work and need to fix something that's that's always been one of my biggest arguments about just like work and life in general like when you need to do something or like go to the bank like i get at the bank but like when you blue collar work 
You're like, okay, I need to go to the bank. Well, the bank closes the same time I get off work, so yeah, how, that's how can I make this work? That's just always been so dumb. But once, like, once again, neglecting the biggest classes of society. Yeah. Um, but the, the hardware store you're talking about, I had to go literally a few days ago. I went to Lowe's to pick up some things, and I fucked up, and I bought the wrong piece. So I pulled over on the highway, calling them, like, oh, do you have this? I don't know. And there was a pause, because I was like, what do you mean you don't know if you have this or not? Well, there's no one here. I'm the only person here, so I can't leave the front desk. I was like, you, you have a computer with inventory. You can't type this in real quick for me? You and me are so different, because I remember when we went out looking for the fucking cords we needed. You're like, I'll just call him. I'm like, just fucking go there. I don't call people because of that exact problem you just talked about. Well, because I was so like, many times I've been told they don't have something and I'm looking at it on their website and it says they have it or they say they have it and I get there and it's not what I asked for. So like, I don't know. I always find it funny how you're like, I'll just call them and find out. And I'm like, I don't call nobody. Well, I was, I was right there in the middle on the highway. I was like, do I turn around and go back to Lowe's or do I take the chance and go, go to where I need to go and get it? What I would tell you with Lowe's, if you have their app, their app is really good. Okay. Their app inventory, like if their their app says they have it, they have it. Like I've gone in there and they're like, we don't have it. I said, fuck you. The app is always more right than you. And they go digging around. Oh, there it is. I told you. The app said you had one. I know you have one. Um, and it also, good, good it, to know. it also tells you like aisle 23, row G. So you most of the time. It'll direct you to where you need yeah. to go. But. No, I don't mind. I'm a small business. I love it when people support me. But it's like the hardware store. I tell them two things. For one, like they asked when they took over. Like, you're obviously going to lose a lot of loyalty when you buy an existing business and you're not super local and you don't have that small town celebrity status. The guy who used well, to... Yeah, own, when you don't know the town. Yeah, the guy who used to own it, he was a great guy. People known him for years. It was a family-run business for years and years, ever since I was a little kid and longer than that over 20 years at least um great guy great people these people they're nice they're awesome they're great they're super polite super nice when you go to the store but i told him i was like even that guy had that problem too which was he he wasn't open sundays you know he got to pick his hours yes but it's like you're contradicting what you were saying when most of us are off work doing little projects which is why i'm running to lowe's all the time yeah that is yeah that's a very then it becomes a habit just to go to lowe's the other thing I told him one day is that when I had two trucks running, my other driver threw all my dunnage away on my trailer because he didn't have room for it. And like, I don't know, he, he had a dumb moment, but he threw away my dunnage, which is just some four by fours we used to stack shit on the trailer, you know? So I'm going to a job and I'm like, I'm going to need dunnage. And I didn't want to drive to Lowe's because my job was in Kersey. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll stop at Farm and Home. Same four pieces of wood I bought at Farm and Home cost me three times what they would have cost me at Lowe's. Mm. So it's like I'm willing to pay a little more. Not three times as much. But when I paid, yeah, because it was $69. And then I went to Lowe's and bought the same four for maybe it's twice as much. I think I bought the same four at Lowe's for 32. I understand there's a buying power and all that shit, but it's like, if it's $40 at Lowe's, I'll pay you 50 but I'm not going to pay you 70 mm-hmm. Like, some of your shit is marked up fucking the wrong too much. And it's like, that also turns me off. Because I know anytime I'm going there, I'm going to pay a lot more. You know? Yeah, that is the hard part with small business. Because you want to support them, but at the same time, you're like, okay, you guys really make it hard to justify 
giving you money. I feel like they're trying to make up for their lack in sales with their markup instead of trying to expand their sales. Because it's like I said, if you guys were open weekends, you'd get so much more fucking business. Mm-hmm. You'd get so much more random business. What your business now is are the people who don't want to give their money to Lowe's so they come to you. But you're losing all the business of the people who just need that thing right now. And you're right here in town. Yeah, now, now, they, now we have to drive 20 minutes to I'm always Lowe's. going to Ace or Lowe's. Yeah. All the time. You know why? Ace is the place for the helpful hardware <laughs> store. Just, they got everything you need. Which that, you know, the hardware store here in town has a great selection of a lot of shit. You know they, what they don't have? What's that? Three inch PVC couplers. That's what I needed. Did you ask? I called and she's like, we should. So I got there and they didn't. That is weird. I was going to say, they got a whole plumbing section back there. All I was back shit. there. I looked at, they had four inch. They had plenty of four inch, but uh, there was no three inch. Yeah. Well, and that's just what sucks because it's like, you guys would be better off being open Tuesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Sunday. It's like the restaurant. They take Tuesdays off. Yeah. They're open on the weekend. That's why I tell them. I'm like, you guys. I want to go there. You're missing. <laughs> you want to go have lunch after this hour? <laughs> you're missing. You're missing that window. Like you said, it's so annoying when there's businesses that are for blue collar people that aren't open when blue collar people are free. Like the, I've, I don't know how many places in my life where it's like, Oh, we close at five. Motherfucker, I work till five. Yeah. What, what good are you to me? I'm, I'm working before the sun's up and you're still closed and I get off work when you're closed. Yeah. So how, do, how does your business help me? Yeah. Like that hardware store. If I ran that place, I would probably just not be open Monday or Tuesday or maybe Monday, Tuesday, I'd only be open to like phone orders because there is guys that go there and buy a whole bunk of two by fours. Yeah. You know, call, like, call ahead only. Yeah. Like call ahead only type shit. Place your order by you know, Sunday at noon, you can like, but yeah, I just don't get it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys are closed when we need you. You're closed at five when my shit breaks and I got to fix it. So now I got to drive to Lowe's, you know, especially when you're as close as we are to other people. Like if they were out in, I don't know, fucking Ray, Colorado, when it's, there is nothing for hours and you're better off waiting till they open. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when you're 12 minutes from Lowe's and nine minutes from Ace Hardware and you can't compete with their pricing, you got to be able to compete with the fucking customer service. With and the, the convenience. And the convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, I feel like they fail on that. So if I ever ugh, ran that place in the iron <laughs> fist, it's just so frustrating. I hate it. I hate when businesses do that. I just got a visual of a great video clip. It's good. You going, no it is frustrating i mean in small businesses we fight a lot of that shit for sure Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are a lot of struggles i'm sure well i'm i hope there's a day where i reach that problem of needing to be convenient right now i'm just kind of out there (laughs) yeah well i'm also you you make an you, you place an order you're gonna get it yeah I remember I made you mail my shit from Kingsburg to my house. <laughs> no, I, I asked you. I was like, I can very easily drive this to you. Or I can mail it to you. I just, you, wanted, you pick. I just wanted you to see my P.O. box number. I for, what is it? 69. Oh, that's right. P.O. box 69. <laughs> my wife picked that, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't know. You just released your P.O. box number to anyone that wants to mail us something. Go for it. Now you got to give them the rest of it, damn it. Just trying to keep the rest of it hidden. Bleep that shit out there. <laughs> Bleep. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What were we talking about? Small business. Anything journals. and everything. Mm. 
Anything you want to itching you? We could talk about the one that you said a person asked you, because I feel like it's a quick one to run through. Yeah, so on TikTok, um, oh, you're going to put me on the spot where I forgot the guy's name. Devin? Devon? I can't remember. I'm sorry if you're listening. Um, but he, he commented asking, what is the most important blue-collar job? You know, what do we think is the most important one? Which is a very tricky question, because they all intertwine and help one another. You can't pick a truck driver, because if the truck driver doesn't have any roads, I guess if we just said blanket statement like today, like right now, the way the world is today, if we had to pick one person or one department, who would be the most important one? What, what do you think? Hmm. I don't know what he does, so I can't, be, I can't pick his to help him. I know when you initially told me, I told you my, my gut response was firefighter. Yeah. And that led to a disagreement on whether firefighter, police, like... We started actually talking about what we consider blue collar, mm-hmm. and we have a difference of opinion there, as do probably most of society. My definition of blue collar is more based on uh, how much money you make in your social standing versus the type of work you do. As you were saying, like blue collar to you is like construction, the type of work. Yeah, the, the strictly the type. Because you're work. not going to put someone that works fast food blue collar if you're going to go off pay. I would put certain people. I started thinking about it a little more the, when we were chatting. And I, it, to me, it, I actually said maybe money isn't the right answer. The salaries aren't the right answer. But the... Uh, Job duties? No, you're, the person's mentality is a big factor. So it's definitely not fast food then because they all suck. I don't know, man. I've gone to... Unless you work for Chick-fil-A. Like I've gone to like... There you go. There's a blanket example most people understand. But I've been to, that's another thing we don't have in Colorado. In other states, there are small fast food chains where there's only three or four locations. And I've gone to some of them places. Like I went to, uh, there was a place in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. These people are fucking great. And they fucking worked. They sh- like, they ain't fucking around. What was the name of the food? Uh, I don't fucking. It was in uh, Lake Charles. Dude, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. it was like two years ago, too. Um, yeah, local fast food. There was a place in Gallup, New Mexico when I was there. And their shit was good. Obviously, they, they do green chili, but they do it different than us. They do chopped and minced green chili on their shit. Mm-hmm. But I'll find their fast food place. But their fast food in New Mexico is pretty good. Yeah. Their local stuff. But, I mean, even if we're not talking fast food chains, I mean... Would, would I... Uh, what do you define blue collar? Would, would you take, if there was a, a diner in Hudson, ran by grandma and grandpa. Grandma goes in there every morning, starts cooking eggs and omelets and hash browns. Grandpa's back there making sausage. You're not going to call them blue collar? What do you call them? If they're not blue collar, then what are they? Business owner. They're, I don't know. they're not owners, they're working. You said it's small mom and pop. They own it. Yeah, they're running it too. They're working. Business owner sits back and collects a check. No. Yes. You're a business owner. You work. Yeah. I'm a business. I'm a worker too. Yeah. I think. I'm self-employed. Let let me rephrase that. They're self-employed. I'm self-employed at the moment. Yeah, but you... you, I don't own a business. You run it and own it. No, I'm self-employed. You own next-level companies. Nobody else does. It's it's under Albert 
Yeah, but I'm self-employed. I'm not delegating. I don't have employees responsible. I don't have no one relying on me but me. I dictate my future. Yeah. All by myself. A business owner, in my mind, owns a business and delegates. There's no delegation going on in next-level companies. There's, a, there's always been an analogy between, do you want to be a business owner or do you want to be self-employed? Because those are two different people. A business. I do remember that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. W- let's, let's call it self-employed. There's a diner that's self-employed. Mo- what do you call them? If they're not blue collar, what do you classify them as? I don't know. Do you think a janitor is blue collar? Yes. Okay. So why wouldn't grandma not be cleaning the diner afterwards be blue collar? She's only blue collar for 20 minutes of the day now. She's part-time blue collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my point is this. The reason I said this would be quick is because I think it'd be a good one to do with one or two guests where we can all go back and forth about what may or may not be blue collar. Figure out, yeah, who is. That's why I said this would be short because I don't think you can answer that question until you define what blue collar is. So I think blue collar, obviously what we do is blue collar, what we, you and I do. I think it's, you know, you, it has to be manual labor. You have to be getting, you get dirty. I understand pay, but you can't really put pay into it because you can have, you can be a fucking crane operator and make a good amount of money. Yeah. Or you can be the new guy on the rig and you make 20 an hour. Yeah. That's why I, re- that's why I started backing off the idea of pay being a, okay. an indicator because I started thinking of those type of things. You know, those big crane operators that operate those aerial cranes on top of skyscrapers make insanely good money. Yeah. Um, I think we could agree on a lot of things that aren't blue collar, but I think it, it's starting to get messy what we think are because I look at blue collar more as a, as a social, social aspect. Okay. Like I, think, like I think we could agree a lawyer is not blue collar. Yeah. I think we could agree probably a doctor is not blue collar. No? You think a doctor is? Sorry, what? What? Do you think a doctor is blue collar? No. Okay, neither do I. Do you think a accountant is blue collar? No. Okay. Neither do I. So what I'm saying is I think there's a lot of jobs and those things have something in common. Office buildings, computers, all that shit. But what I'm saying is I don't see how you how you can't say mom and pop diner worked by mom and pop or by other workers. Those, Those aren't blue collar people. Yeah, I don't know. That's like well, that's like that gray area on what is and what isn't. Yeah, I say the reason I say they're blue collar is because, um, pop in the background cooking, making sausage and cooking hamburgers, and my grandma's taking orders. They're gonna relate more to me than the accountant. Okay, no, that makes sense. That's why I would consider them blue collar. And blue collar is a big safety net. That's part of why we named the podcast blue collars. We didn't want to exclude too many people. Remember, I'm, we, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Like we were talking about that because we didn't want to say like, you know, I don't want to call it truck drivers podcast because then no one but truck drivers is going to want to listen to it. Yeah. And, and you don't want to call it, you know, equipment operator podcast because then truck drivers aren't going to listen mm-hmm. to it. So the, it's a big safety net that covers a lot of people. And like I said, to me, it comes down, it's, it's more of a social thing and a mindset. And the social thing isn't just, just how you classify yourself. It's how the world sees you. Mm-hmm. 
Because you could be, you know, an accountant and say, I'm a blue collar worker. It's like, okay, that's one vote for you. Let's go ask a few construction workers and see how many are yeah. against you. Like, it, it's a mixture of how you act, how you respond to things, as well as how other people see you. So that's why I'm just saying it's the reason it was a quick one is because I don't think we can even decide what blue collar is, though. And what you started with before I went on about what is and isn't blue collar. The other problem is everybody relies on everybody and that's something we constantly forget. Mm-hmm. Like I might say truck driver because your groceries ain't getting to the store without truck drivers. And you might say highway worker because you ain't driving to the grocery store in your truck if there's no roads. And then I might say firefighter because those people have to run into burning buildings and save the store and save the truck and all that type of shit. Like, everybody is reliant on somebody else. Yeah, it's a big intertwined spiderweb. Like, I don't think you could... Even if, even if we never agreed 100% on who is and isn't blue-collar, I don't think you could ever find a blue-collar job that is 100% self-reliant. Like, you can't say things like, a framer. Well, a framer's no good without a logger cutting down logs. And a logger's no good cutting down logs if there's no one running the sawmill to cut the logs into the things for the framer. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a big circle And they all don't have jobs if houses don't get built. Exactly. But then you're going to have some dude comes in and says, houses don't get built without engineers. <laughs> That's a white collar person saying that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I would say, wrong. You ever seen a cabin slur or a fishing shack? <laughs> <laughs> no, um... It's neither here or there. I just, I don't think that's an answerable question. Like I said, even if you, even if we could come to terms with on exactly who is and isn't, I think everyone's always reliant on another party. We're going to have to have an award show on most blue collar. Yeah. Text in your vote to 555-5555 with A, B, or C. (laughs) I mean, it all goes around. And then you're going to have a bunch of oil-filled workers that come in and say none of it's possible without fucking energy. And we pull all the energy from the ground. Yep, we're number one. We, we, we just took it. Albert said it. We, we're number one. Yep. Maybe. I'm just kidding. Just fucking. <laughs> Maybe. I but would. But I then somebody would like, yeah, there, there's no use for energy if I'm not driving a truck burning five miles a gallon pulling containers. What about keeping your house warm and fucking your car? I'll call there? the logger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying everybody can dog on everybody. Everybody relies on everybody. So I don't think there is a most important. There might be a least important. I don't know. Oh, least important. I don't know. Least important to me might be the guy who picks up roadkill. <laughs> the, the Department of Transportation? Oh, that whole department is a problem. But specifically, <laughs> the guy picking up roadkill, not that that job might not suck or might not have his moments of being hard but I don't think it's necessary. Because if you run it over enough, it gets flat. Exactly. Or if it's in the median, it's just going to rot away anyway. Yeah. That's that's a good one. (laughs) I think it's a job I could live without, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, well now DOT's budget just went up because they just removed somebody's position. Yeah, that just means they're going to cut more money out of the general budget and then ask us to pay more taxes for the general budget. (laughs) Dicks. But I do see your comparison on what you think is blue collar. So, I mean, in that sense, okay, the mom and pop diner would be because they're trying to make ends meet to make 
a future for somebody, which is you know what we we tend to do. Yeah. So they're trying to build something for the future people, future families. Yeah. So that's why and they're said, working hard for it. Yeah. And and that's not wh- closing on Sundays. That's just why, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's why I think it comes down to more of a social status type of thing. Okay. It's almost. Why don't you go ask? The white collar people. What they think is blue collar? What they think is white collar, and we'll just take everything they don't like because everything they like is probably shit we don't like. <laughs> there you go. You know, they're going to be up there and be like, oh, well, you need accountants and you need engineers and you need uh, politicians. I'm like, yeah, you got- we'll take the rest. You can have those ones because I think we could do without a lot of those. Yeah. We can do, yeah. But yeah, that's why I said I think it'd be a little quick one to run through just because. Long story short, there's not one. There's not a most important one. Because I still don't think anyone can name a single job that a, a blue-collar job that is done that can be done without another different blue-collar job. Like I said, everybody needs everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then there's like building a house. You can't fucking do it. You can't put up drywall without plumbing and electrical being done. Yeah, can't pour a foundation without dirt work and equipment operators. You can't do any of the electrical or plumbing without framing. Equipment operators and dirt work guys, they won't be needed if there's not cement guys to pour foundations. Like, it's all, everybody kind of relies on everybody. Which I guess would go to my other statement that I made when we were off air was just, if everybody realized that and we all worked a little closer together, we can make some changes. I mean, I made the point to you where it's like, could you imagine if everybody that Albert calls blue collar because obviously it sounds like my net might be a little bigger than yours. Mm -hmm. Took a strike for a day. Like I know a lot of us can't go to work, you know, because the government does this shit and they say go vote and all this shit, but voting's another one of those things that's always very inconvenient for the guy who's working. Yeah. Like go home here and vote from fucking seven till five. I don't get off till five thirty. Or I'm sitting in traffic on I twenty five till seven thirty. But it's if all these people were like, look. We want fucking term limits, and if you don't, don't start taking action on it, I mean, not even every blue-collar person, one slice of blue-collar people. It's like, I always make the analogy with trucking. You know, we fight this e-log mandates and a lot of mandates, a lot. And a lot of them are unjust and unfair, and the truth is, people just don't understand where we're coming from. And I just, I always say, if every truck just unplugged their ELD... Not even stop working, because the guys always cry. I can't take time off of work. I've been in that position. Like, I've wanted to go to Denver and be a part of a protest for something, and it's like, I can't take off of work. And that's why these loud minorities are always getting their way, because they're the only ones yelling, because we're all too busy. Yeah. But I'd say, okay. We're too busy running the country. Yeah. Just take your ELD. Just unplug it. Don't stop working. Just unplug it. What is DOT going to do? Are they going to stop every truck on the road? Mm -hmm. There's not enough parking in the world. To stop all like every truck. scale house on an interstate would be plumb full within five fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to pull another truck in there. So I, I just say things like if, if every truck, if 75% of the truckers agreed to do that <clears throat> and say, we're unplugging them, we're just not playing this game. There was a, there they was can't, a, and it's unenforceable if we have the numbers. If every truck says, I'm not running ELDs, go suck it. What are they going to do? They can't shut down that many trucks. The country can't run. Mm-mm. 
They can't park all these trucks in one day and put them out of service. There's nowhere to put the trucks. They will be blocking interstates from coast to coast. So it's like, that's all we got to do. Such a complicated problem. Very simple solution. Same with, you know, fucking oil field guys. There, the, so there was a video on this last year sometime. Yeah. And uh, the, the gentleman said the exact same thing. If every blue collar worker, you know, just took one day, we organized one day to take, take the day off. You know, road workers, every blue collar, truck drivers, fucking everything, and just watch the world come to a complete halt. And then everyone will realize very, in one day, in 24 hours, how important we really are and how big of an impact we really have. In half a day, 12 hours. I love that joke. We're only working half a day. Boss, we've been here for 12 hours. I said half a day. Yeah, pick, pick which half you want to work. <laughs> no, I, I, I would give it four hours. Yeah. From, if, every, if every, let's call it middle class, if every middle class person said, I'm not doing whatever the thing is I do that's productive from 8 a.m. till noon, the fucking world would shit. Yeah. I'm going to come in after lunch, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's all you got to do. If every blue collar person said, I'm not buying Starbucks, Starbucks would go out of business and quit donating so much money to dirty politicians. Mm-hmm. And we could all go shop at Black Rifle. Oh, yeah. I had Stacy, because that's all I drink now. My favorite one is Tacta Squat. There's a lot of good ones. And they're building their little, their actual hard physical locations, which are cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm just saying like, we want change, but a lot of us won't do the things like I've been guilty. They did the little road convoy protest here for truckers last year. And I didn't partake for two reasons. For one, I can't send my trucks across country for fucking free. That's a lot of money and fuel mm-hmm. for two. I didn't necessarily agree with their message. They were doing it more just because Canada did it. Yeah. They did it because someone else did it and they went there disorganized with a dumbass message. Mm-hmm. If I was running that thing, it's like, you need to go there and you need to have a precise outline of what you're all there for. And they went there for dumbass shit. Like, we want you to regulate brokers. Like, listen to yourself. You want, these, you want them to regulate profit margins on brokers? How long for they're regulating the profit margin on truckers then? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't play stupid games or we're going to get stupid prizes. You want to make a fucking difference? Go down there and say ELD mandates are bullshit and they cause more damage than good. We have the stats to back it up. Uh, the University of Arkansas, you know, in my industry, they've been studying the ELD mandate for 10 years now, and they've discovered it's increased speeding, reckless driving, careless driving, accident, single semi-accidents, you know, guys f- fucking doing shit. So basically the conclusion of their study was for every one fatigue driver you took off the road, you put 10 to 20 reckless ones on the road mm-hmm. because they got this little clock sitting there. That they're trying to beat. That they're trying to beat all day. You know, it's like beating the GPS. You know what their solution is now? They want to regulate all commercial vehicles to 65 miles an hour. You're just going to create road rage from all the other drivers. That was their point. You go look at every semi-accident that's involved with another vehicle, whether it's a semi or a car, there's always the biggest contributor to those accidents is speed differential, mm-hmm. which means cars passing semis because they're going too fucking slow because they've been trying to pass each other for two hours. Shit like that. Um, and they completely ignore the fact that I think it's 86% of all wrecks involving a commercial vehicle. So that may be semis, that may be dualies with trailers, company vehicles, whatever. 86% of those, the motorist, which means the private person, is found at fault. Yeah, the non-CDL driver. 
Well, CDL or not, it's just... Well, the, the non-commercial yeah, vehicle. Yeah, the non-commercial vehicle. But who are they regulating? The commercial vehicles. Yeah. It's, we, we had the, I, don't, I don't remember if we were recording when I said it or not, but I believe that every person that has a driver's license should understand what it's like to drive an actual semi. They should drive it for a few months, a year. They should take the classes to get your, cl- your CDL. They should understand what it takes to actually drive and maneuver one of those things. Because fucking Karen in her, in her Tesla or her smart car yeah, they can stop on a dime, but I'm going to kill them when they fucking stop in front of me. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest reasons why I, I hate driving is because I can be the best semi-driver in the world, but fucking bitch next, next to me in her Prius, she's an idiot texting and driving, LOLing, telling her BFF that she's going to be late. Yeah. And she ends up under your train. She ends up dead because she wasn't paying yep. attention. And then you get in trouble for it. No. I mean, we'll have to save. I think the chucking one. We'll probably get someone in here because we could talk. There's a long episode to be talked about trucking, driving, and regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, we should get a cop in here or DOT officer. <laughs> I would love to. Um, but no. Well, what's funny is a lot of DOT officers, not a lot, half, probably actually side with truckers more than a lot of guys think. They just have to enforce the law. They play that game. This is also another thing in our country cops say i'm just doing my job like the cops who went in and shut restaurants down like i don't agree with it man i'm just doing my job you don't have to it's just like what we said about the blue collar people if they stood up and protested if all the cops that didn't agree with it didn't didn't uphold it and didn't do their job we would have been a lot better off three years ago and that's what i wanted to bring it home with was just sorry i didn't mean to take a shocking point (laughs) no it's that's exactly what i was getting at that was perfect that's all i'm saying that's that's a small example of things that could change. And if you blew that up to all middle, middle class people, say, do you like the way this shit's going? It's time to start sending subtle messages. We don't need to go get in a civil war. We don't need to get in a fucking shit show. I mean, we could talk about that on another episode, but if everyone just, if every truck driver said not driving from four to noon or from eight to noon, if every yeah. construction worker, if you told your boss, hey man, I love you, but we got this thing we're doing, you know, no, it's, it's literally nothing against you. It's just the government. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're mad about these taxes. We're mad about these banks failing. We're mad about the way the economy's going. You know, we're mad about all this shit and we need someone to pay attention and they need to realize there's people out here they're affecting. And when the world stops moving, they're going to go, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What do you need? And we can say, hey, we need better this, that, and the other. A lot of those things. And it's just, it's frustrating to watch because mm-hmm. I, I look at it, like I said, the smaller scale, my industry, truck driving, everybody hates ALD. If we all agreed to unplug them, what, they can't do anything. The country will fall apart in the fucking transportation department if you take 75% of the trucks off the road. Yeah, just imagine what one day would happen. Government and military aren't going to be able to come in and fill that fucking void if they wanted to. Mm-mm. Second of all, like I said, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be the... See, the problem now is you have a, a group of tw- 10,000 guys who decide to do it. That's easy to stop 10,000 trucks. That guy's going to get a ticket. It's going to be put out of service. His insurance rates are going to go up. Easy peasy. Like, it's easy for me to not want to be a part of that. But when I know I got... Millions. Yeah, I got a million of my fucking... Same guys in my industry. We don't even have to be fucking friends, but we can all agree this ELD is a problem. You know? The government knows it. They got rid of it for COVID. Yeah. If you were... Great point. Yeah. And there's a congressman who caught... We'll talk about it on Chucking episode, but there's a congressman who caught them in their own fucking bullshit, made them admit the LD was useless, and they still... Too bad, Albert. You Mm -hmm. run out of hours, an hour from home, you don't get to see your family tonight. But... Well, I guess we should wrap this up. 
Okay. I think we're coming up. We're going to start end up doing 90 minute episodes. Our episodes have all been reaching. We're just getting better at talking. Good point. That's one of the reasons why I agreed to starting, starting a podcast with you when we started talking about it, when we did. I, I was in it to be a better speaker. I like it. Well. I've actually been told I have a good radio voice. And I, they probably meant radio face. <laughs> <laughs> I love those ones. I got a great radio face. People's like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you missed it. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'll wrap this one up with, um, with what? Our social medias. Uh, that's your job. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm going to get it right this time because last episode I fucked up. We have Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And the reason I fucked up because I didn't have my notes in front of me and I was just willy nilly in it. Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast. TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. Like I said, every week there's clickable links. So that way we take the effort away from your thumbs so you can just click those buttons and then you have even more time to leave us comments and reviews. And we, well, I, I'll say I get back to you on TikTok. Albert's not much of a responder. So I'm going to get on him to respond back to the few comments we get. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the more you talk about us, the more we can do. I mean, you help us to make sure we don't put PETA ads in our, in our show. Cause I'm sure you don't want that. Huh? I'm going to put Hillary Clinton ads. Oh, next I one. quit. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I'm going to have a, you know who John Fetterman is? No, he's a politician had a stroke. He's basically brain dead and they still voted for him. Oh, the new governor of Pennsylvania. Yeah. We're going to have Biden Fetterman campaign ads <laughs> on the next episode. If you guys don't start helping us out. Oh, God. I like the, when the kids rub my legs and the shiny hair when I got out of the pool. You know, the, 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 the thing. Hmm, the thing. Other than that, I'm good, Albert. I'm all good. I'm, I'm going to go get food, so peace out, everyone. See you next week. Bye.